0: Welcome to Shuttle Pod. My name's Tom. We're live on air. Please don't say fuck or bugger.
1: <laughs> or shit. Or pants. Please don't talk about politics. And please keep your hands within the moving vehicle at all times. Uh, hi, Will here. Just a quick warning before we get started. This week's podcast contains material that is potentially caustic, so before you start listening you should don a pair of thick rubber gloves or if you don't have any of those then roll up a towel and make sure you're sitting on it. Uh, Shuttlepod can't be held responsible for any damage to personal property if these precautions are ignored. Grab your hat, oil your bat, swing your cat, it's time to chat. Welcome to Shuttlepod. Shuttlepod.
0: This is Shuttlecock.
1: So here we are. Welcome. we're, We're back. Episode three. Welcome back. People hoped it would never happen. Oh, it's great to be back, Will. Isn't it just? We've had a little break actually since the last one. You won't realise this because we're releasing them all in one glorious tranche. But uh, there's been a little break since since episode two. And uh, how long know, has, it, has it been, Will? Since it's I've been, been three here. and a half years. You can't <laughs> hear it in our voices. Well, I'm now in my late forties. <laughs> uh, you know, if you can remember episode two, uh, Tom, what, you know, what did you think of it?
0: I absolutely adored it. I adore to listen to your voice and I adore to talk um, and so you can listen to my voice. But I really think there were some lovely bits um, in the last podcast. I particularly, one of my highlights was learning about a band that I'd never heard of before, Micro Disney. And if you haven't um, heard of Micro Disney and you're listening to this pod going, I've no idea what that is, get onto your podcast. Cast manager and download episode two yeah. and learn something.
1: Yeah, because we're not just here to entertain; we're here to edutain, which is ed- educate and entertain together. Oh Yeah, Edu- I got that. Edutainment, edgy edutainment. That's what we're doing. That's
0: here. what we're all about here. Yeah. Edgy edutainment. I
1: thought, I, mean, I thought episode two was. I mean, it was shorter, wasn't it? It was snappier because the first one was kind of bloated. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I thought the quality was still quite low. Some
0: <laughs> the quality. <laughs> Didn't improve, no, but, but the time got less. At least there was less of it. There was less of it. it was so, th- the content was poor. I mean, the feedback's been really bad, hasn't it? Some of it's been quite angry. Um, people are not happy. People no, are out no. in the streets saying, make it better. Yeah, or and make so, it stop. <laughs> so we had a brief hiatus and we got our heads together... Um, we went on a corporate retreat um, in Barla in Wales. Yeah. Um, it was white water rafting, it was rock climbing, it was canyoning. Yeah. Um, and and we blue were, sky thinking. Exactly. We were having mine showers every day mm. um, to try and get this podcast exactly right for you, the listener, because that's who it's all about. Mm. I, had, I got that wrong. I had a mine shower and a shower in a mine. Yes. With lots of sooty water. We got we, you, you were lost. I was. Lost I was, for two days, he was. I was. I was found in a puddle in a mine. Um, um, strangely, I didn't notice that he was gone, um, which is a good thing. So anyway, here we are with we some are. brand new, better content. We
1: are, we're once again recording in uh, in Southampton, the, uh, the jewel of the South. The king of cities. The ruby in the smoke. The Yorkie in the cutlery drawer, if you will. <laughs> Imagine that.
0: <That's>, he's <laughs> laughing at his own joke Imagine. there. <laughs> it is funny, though,
1: isn't it? <laughs> Imagine pulling open the cutlery drawer and there's just a lovely Yorkie in there.
0: Wouldn't that be delightful? Just the a, good thing about a, a Yorkie reason. is it's a robust chocolate, which um, I think it would survive much better than your average um, Cadbury's chocolate in a cutlery drawer.
1: You can't slip it into your pocket in the same way that you can with, say, uh, a Mars bar there, can you?
0: I always feel it's like the edges. Yorkie would take longer to go white than any other chocolate as well. It's just got that robustness. That based? Was that based on science? No, it's it's based on a lot of experience with right. chocolate bars. <laughs>
1: but the um i think the thing about southampton i've been thinking about this is you know it's it's quite gritty it's quite edgy because you're you're from farnham farnham in is, surrey in surrey farnham is it's you know it's sort of warm and comforting isn't it at farnham
0: it's one, it's one of the best like, towns in the world
1: like sleeping inside a yorkshire pudding yeah and you you go to farnham you see the people they're milling around maybe popping into Elphix to pick up some floral patterns, soft furnishings yeah. And have half a cheese scone and a hot bovril in the cafe. Yeah. The whole place is is ringing with the sound of corduroys rubbing together. Yeah. there's tweed jackets every direction you yeah. look. And that, I mean, that's you, isn't it? That's it's comfortable. It's it's comfortable. It knows where it, it knows its place. Whereas Southampton's more like me, edgy, gritty, yeah. dangerous, real, very like,
0: real, street.
1: Yeah, like a like a steampunk cut purse. <laughs> <laughs> Might steal your... Your silk hankies. But you'd probably forgive me because I'm also good-looking like Adam Ant.
0: Well, I don't know if I would agree with that. I don't think... um, In the first episode of the podcast, you very kindly described me to the listener. So I think the listeners have a very clear and vivid image of what I look like Mm. in in their minds. But we've never gone into your appearance. How how would you describe me? I would um, very much describe you as if you were to take a pink balloon... Okay, um, and then you were to place. I like where um, this is going. And then you were to place a profiterole um, exactly in the middle of that pink balloon. It sounds delicious. Um, that's very much what your face looks like to me.
1: I mean, I think you're somewhere there. I mean, I, I, some people have said I look a bit like uh, one of those heads off Easter Island. Yeah. Um, I do have. I have a lot of face. There's a lot of real estate north of my collar.
0: It's hard to look round your head.
1: It is. It has its own gravity. Um, so I've got, a, I've got a big face. Uh, some people say I look like Rob Brydon. Um,
0: well, some people
1: say I look like Antoine de Conne of uh, Strictly Come Dancing. I don't know him. Antoine de Conn. He's the one that looks Antoine like Rob de,
0: Brydon. Antoine de Beck, I think you mean. Who's
1: Antoine de Conn? <laughs> oh, it's here. Oh, is he the guy from Eurotrash? <laughs> no. I think he is. No. He is. He's not. the guy who had, Hello, my little English shoms This is Eurotrash. <laughs> I think was, you're wrong. No, I think Jean-Paul Gaultier and Antoine de Conne. I think that's right. No, you mean I, you mean Antoine de Bec, which means I mean Antoine de Bec. I look yeah. like Antoine de Bec.
0: In a way, you do, but not as good looking. A bit wonky. Like, like a, fa- wonky, a, a wonky Rob You've got pock marks all over your face. Your hair is like a badly managed doormat. Um, but you do have an excellent physique, Will. I will say that for you.
1: I do. I, I make up for the ugliness that I have unfortunately been cursed with by being rock hard everywhere else.
0: You really do look like um, a young builder. Yeah, um, I do. I can barely sit down. If, you were, if I were able to just put a bag over your head and look at your body, um, I would describe you as a pale statue of a man from Middlesbrough.
1: Those kind of descriptive skills that have seen you lead the uh, Farnham furnishings market. Exactly. In, in a bitter war with Elfix over the road, <laughs> yes, that's still waging and yeah.
0: pending legal decisions, so Just, we won't go into it.
1: Sometimes you leave
0: a a tod on their doorstep when you're passing. I can't comment. <laughs> that's a guess.
1: Um. So out and about. What have we been doing in the three and a half years since we last recorded? Uh, well, there's uh, been some podcast. fun
0: stuff happening since we last recorded. Well, well,
1: I had I had my birthday, and uh, and and one of the things. Uh, I was given, and I, to be fair, I did request this. It wasn't just a random present from my wife, but she gave me a pair of decks. Well, I say a pair of. De- I don't know. I don't know how savvy you are with uh, with modern music. Not to, at all. Not, not, <laughs> not at all. You used to, if you wanted to be a DJ, you used to have to have a pair of decks, and you would play a pair of what? Decks, decks for playing vinyl on decks. Right. And you don't do that anymore because no one has vinyl, so You do it all off MP three. So instead, you have something called a DJ controller. So, so he bought yeah. me a DJ controller. Right. And it, with it, you can mix songs together. So, so I like so I like house music because I'm gritty and edgy, and I live in Southampton. Right. Okay. And so I have been practicing how to be a DJ. Okay, oh, brilliant! Yeah. It. It. The some of it's taken slightly away by the fact that the. I got the cheapest model possible which is the Newmark party mix which comes with a built in light show (laughs) and as far as I can make out is the sort of thing that you buy for 12 year olds
0: (laughs) So you can mix but, your music and have a disco, yeah, in the room at the same time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that that's, sounds awesome. That's what it's for. So, will are we? Do you think in future episodes of the podcast we might hear snippets of your music that you've been mixing together?
1: I, I think it's probably inevitable. Yeah, that I might just lay down an, an hour and a half of solid Belgian industrial techno.
0: Is there any way? Is there any way that we can avoid hearing that music? Um, I mean, you could just not tune in. Yeah, um, yeah. So, listeners, if you don't like hardcore house dance music. Um, please stop tuning in.
1: But I've, I've been thinking, you know, because it's it's only a matter of time before I achieve global domination, so I need to think of a DJ name.
0: Yeah, great. <clears throat> I've got um, a few here. See, see what you think. Yeah,
1: go ahead. DJ Bunty. Yeah, like it instantly. Like it. I think that makes. I think that sounds approachable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see DJ Bunty on the bill. You think there'll be something there I can dance to. Yeah. You know, it's not threatening.
0: That's a great name. Keep going. Uh,
1: I've got Jam Master Puff Puff. Yeah. That's more urban. Yeah. I think but it's got
0: I, sort of mixtures of hip-hop in there as well
1: well I, I mean as do I absolutely you know me I mean I'm I'm a very broad church when it comes to music and uh, I I welcome all of my musical congregation I if you I'm the vicar at the front yeah and I open the doors wide and I say hey Mr. House Music Come on in, sit at the front. You're the most important one, but there are others as well. Hey, Mister Hip Hop, you can come in too. Who would no be problem. sat
0: in the middle, um, maybe miming to the to the hymns? Who would be there?
1: Uh, yeah, in the in the middle of the congregation, perhaps they haven't been given a hymn book, and uh, when the uh, uh, when the collection comes, they just pass it over without putting any money into it. It's probably Mister Bluegrass, who he's still welcome <laughs> into the church, but he doesn't really get much of a say. Right, right at the back. Probably uh, Mr. UK Garage
0: mucking around on his mobile. phone. Yeah,
1: not not a massive fan of UK Garage. It has to be said, it's probably playing Flappy so
0: Birds whilst you were doing your sermon. Your yeah, weekly saying... sermon.
1: Although they, you, you could have Mr. UK Garage on the door because he could just say "Enter" like that, like um, uh, that band used to Mystique.
0: Is that is that a thing they say?
1: Mystique. It was. Um,
0: was that what's... a garage band?
1: Yeah, yeah, They're three of them, and one of them became really famous afterwards, and she was on Strictly, and I can't remember her name now, but she used to go, Enter, like that, and that'd be a good person to have the fun Mystique. Mystique. You don't remember Mystique? Deary me.
0: Oh, yes, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I was going to pretend for a minute there, yeah. everyone, that I knew who Mystique was, but I don't. No,
1: Jam Master Puff Puff, there we go. Your and name? um And the last one, just Pow. Yeah. With an exclamation mark!
0: Powerful, pow! powerful name. Yeah, easy to spell. Doesn't take up much real estate on the posters. Exactly, so um, you can have the letters bigger that, in that way. Yeah,
1: and I thought probably you'd put, you'd put it in the font that Batman used to have on the TV show. That sort of pow. Yeah, absolutely.
0: If Didn't you were that? if
1: you were a DJ, what would what would you go for?
0: Um, probably Michael. Just Michael. <laughs> Is that Just available? That.
1: I'm fairly certain no one's gone for that actually. Yeah, so you could just be like. So it.
0: tonight on the bill, uh, yeah. Turn Mills is that still a thing? No, it closed. No. But what's no. could... what's a what's the big club? Ministry of Sound. The Ministry of Sound. We've got headlining Pow or DJ Bunty. or Jam Master Puff Puff. And then on at the four AM slot, we've got Michael.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Michael's brought some of his records as well. He'd Like to. What sort of music old, would you be playing? Michael's
0: got an old Microsoft Zune and he's got The Counting Crows and some Finney Quay songs on there.
1: I like to think that Michael probably would also play some comedy records as well, like Shut Up at Your Face. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Uh, the Birdie song, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Fastest Milkman in the West, that sort
0: of thing. Well, that's tremendous fun, Well, I'm glad yeah. that you're getting into something new because um, the podcast thing isn't really working out for no, you. Is it's, it? not. So it's, it's not really. It's hit a dead end. Uh, <clears throat> what well, else has been going on?
1: Well, uh, over the weekend, we had uh, an atheist godparent ceremony at my parents' house, uh, which was quite something. It was. I was
0: invited. I was lucky enough to get an invitation, everybody. Um, I was delighted, um, but I did miss the ceremony. Yes, you did. That was noted. Um,
1: (laughs) But my my wife Tiffany and I are uh, committed uh, atheists. And so, we, you know, we, we didn't want to do all the whole, you know, uh, denouncing Satan stuff. Yeah. None of that. But the trouble is, how do you lend it gravitas? If you're going to have a, a sort of humanist, if you will, uh, a guardian ceremony, which is more or less what we called it, how, right. do, how do you lend that gravitas, Tom? What do you, what do, you do to it? You've got no hymns. You've got no vicar. You've got no church. All the things that normally give that ceremony a bit of gravitas what are you going to do to to make it seem real, to make um, it seem like it's a, it's a proper thing?
0: Light a candle. That's good. Just the one? Uh, possibly. Or insist on that everyone wears tuxedos.
1: I like that, yeah. I think you've got to, you've got to have rituals, but you've got, the rituals are going to be modern.
0: Okay. I think. So, for
1: example, we recited the words to Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, but we recited them in Latin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I did look this up. It's non-few at mecum non fuit mecum. Yeah, which I think is... That'd be a nice thing to have on a your family crest or something, don't you think? Yes. You have a, have a shield, four quarters. Absolutely. In one, you know, uh, uh, a Rover Vitesse. <laughs> in another, a cardigan, some boat shoes and some quinoa. And then, in, in Latin, underneath, non fuit mecum. It wasn't me. Yeah. Simply
0: translated.
1: I think that's good. Um we um, for example we gave everyone a munch bunch yogurt to eat okay yeah instead of the holy communion yeah um but we made them eat it under a black veil
0: oh classy as though
1: they were hiding the munch bunch from from god
0: from the deity above yeah exactly from eyes cu- praying down from the celestial yeah. blue and
1: and finally we you know the usual stuff we just sacrificed a goat and burnt its corpse uh, on an altar made from a 3 quarter size ping pong table brilliant Everyone loved that.
0: It sounds amazing, and I'm sorry that I missed it. I I think it worked. Everyone came away
1: from it with a smell of burnt goat hair in their nostrils. Well, when I
0: turned up, people were sort of filing out of the village church rooms. They had a look of, not disgust on their face, but um, flabbergasted, I would say. It looked
1: like they'd really seen something.
0: Yeah, like they'd they'd emerged from a happening.
1: Yeah. And then after that, we had... um, uh, a little party up at my parents' place and some lovely children's party food. Oh. I love children's party food. Cheese puffs. Yeah. What's your what's your favourite? Battenberg. The Battenberg. Whole Battenberg. Just pick it up.
0: Whole thing. Slot it in, push it in. Push the whole thing into your face. Until it goes, you know, at the back of your throat where your throat meets your your nasal cavity. Yeah, you push it and it sort of gets stuck in there a bit. Just, just make get that it rah, 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 like that. Get it down, yeah.
1: The, um, we, we expanded on the, you know, obviously the, the cheese and pineapple hedgehog is a...
0: a staple of a, these sorts of things. A
1: firm favourite. But we we expanded on that a bit. We had a cabbage ferret. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, I mean, you probably don't need to explain that really. I mean, you can imagine what one is. But if if you take two things that children love, cabbages and ferrets. Yeah. Combine the two, it, as a centrepiece, it takes unbeating.
0: It's a winner. It really is. It really Oh, the kids were swarming around it like... Um... Bees on, <laughs> bees on a hot day. Bees on a hot
1: day. Bees on a hot plate of jelly. Bees on a hot sausage. Bees on a. Bees on a honey. Bees on a hot kettle. Bees on a honey badger. Uh, also, uh, we had uh, the onion bully. Right. That's just that's a big onion. Yeah. About the size of your head. Yeah. Suspended from the ceiling by a rope. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then just the kids try and try and grapple with it.
0: Yeah. Just hit it with. Uh sort no, of like, like a cane's, Yeah, like a piñata but just a big onion and then just uh sheaths of onion fall off. It fried onion I would add, and it's delicious. So yeah. um definitely check that out. I think that's a delia recipe isn't
1: it? it that's right. And then uh, my dad who's uh you know a bit foppish and quite extravagant. He bought in an 8 foot tall toffee swan.
0: Yeah. It was this it was the it was the showpiece of the whole event. It was wonderful. He staggered in with it cuz it must have been heavy um he staggered in he was wearing what was he wearing a pair of silk trousers a silk shirt and a fez and a fez <laughs> he likes to put a fez on um, just to
1: give things a sense of occasion <laughs> the
0: incense was burning yeah um and it was a wonderful centerpiece all the kids were mesmerized by it Charlie's is quite sticky and he got stuck to it he couldn't release himself from
1: yeah. it I, I rang up the fire brigade i said jim yeah hi Oh, it's well, yeah, Dad's got stuck to the Toffee Swan again.
0: Again. <laughs> yeah, bring the swap I think the problem is that he staggered too close to the Arga, And as we all know, take the golden mean, don't go too close to the Arga, nor too close to the freezer, because something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. But he staggered towards it. His moccasins slipped um on the extremely highly polished kitchen floor and that was it for him. He was stuck.
1: I think if you're gonna if you're gonna enter with a, a Toffee Swan, I think the best thing to do is enter riding it. Put wheels on the bottom, clearer, a, clearer a lane. Yeah, uh, fanfare of trumpets. Here Flight, comes a toffee swan. Yeah,
0: Flight right, of the right Valkyrie the playing.
1: Yeah, and there, and there, <laughs> there, he appears astride his eight-foot toffee swan.
0: <laughs> Great days, uh, and of course, what a party. Uh,
1: yeah, we also had some uh, some children's party games, and uh, I was just thinking, I'm trying to think of some new ones because you know when your children get. To, I mean, my my eldest is now six. By the time they've got to six, they've been to so many children's parties, you just want something new. Oh. Because it's the same old, you know, musical bumps and musical statues and musical everything else. So I've been trying to think of uh, a new game. What I've come up with is Jam Face. Okay. What you do, each child covers their face in jam. Okay. You turn the lights out and you leave the room. Yeah. You come back in half an hour. And the winner is the child with the most jam left on their face. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like fun, doesn't
0: it? Where, what would happen if all of the children remained entirely still for that entire time that you were gone?
1: I mean, I think I think you've got to reward that kind of resilience, haven't you? I think they wouldn't do that first time. They would like is the, the d- first time you play Jam Face, it would be it'd be absolute bedlam, wouldn't it? I mean, pandemonium. Kids would be running; they'd be scared. A lot, a lot of the jam would be washed off with tears, probably. <laughs> but you're right by the t- if you if you played it solidly every single children's party for say 3 years yeah let's say they've they played it 20 times in that in that time space yeah the the 21st time you play jam face perhaps they would get together and say right this time don't this, move this time we're just going to everyone's going to stand completely still our faces covered in seedless raspberry jam.
0: Hot, sticky jam. Yeah. Would you pile the jam up so that there may be a chance of it falling off itself or would you expect it to be brushed off by pigeons, cats, curtains, carpets?
1: I think I think the wise jam face player would probably, yeah, face to the ceiling, yeah. find a corner... Hunker down. Hunker down and just try and survive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As the whirlwind goes on around them. <laughs> oh, that's a that sounds like a good game.
1: Yeah, I think I, well,
0: Is that your only suggestion for a child's party game? That's pretty much it. Have You got anything um, for a child's party game? Yeah, um, the best thing
1: to do is just think of a name and then just think of of what it would be
0: afterwards. Okay, um, slicey face. Slicey face. I see what you've got. You've taken my face thing, but you've gone slicey face. Well, yeah, because um, I think that a child's face is one of the most beautiful things there is and um, should definitely be played with oh that sounded bad (laughs) (laughs) that sounded bad slicey face so um, each child takes a piece of cutlery from the cutlery drawer and then a blender is placed in the middle of the floor Um, it's no lid on the top of the blender the Mm. blender is switched on each child takes it in turn, to place their piece of cutlery into the open blender, right, um, and then hold their face over the blender for up to and including five seconds. You don't like your children, do you? <laughs> They've been taken off me. <laughs> Not surprised.
1: <laughs> what about Bongo Sam?
0: Bongo Sam.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, I just, I just said Bongo Sam. What can it be?
0: I think we might have to cut this bit. <laughs> I think we might have to. I like Bongo Sam. Um. What else has been going on, Will?
1: Well, I've suffered from some, some uh, insect bites. Oh, dear. Yeah. What
0: insects were they?
1: Well, I had, I had occasion to wear... Uh, Cajun to... insects. I, I had some Cajun insects over on Saturday. Um, I had, had an occasion to wear some shorts for a sporting endeavour Okay. On, <laughs> on Saturday. Unfortunately... <laughs> Sorry. <we're...
0: laughs> Sorry. It's just the thought of you in shorts.
1: I've got um... lovely legs the um but the 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 place where the uh, the sports pitches were it's quite it's quite damp anyway it's quite low low lying right. it suffers from midges you wouldn't normally get midges in in where where in late late november but this place still had midges i thought the midges would be gone right and so i was wearing long socks so that was okay so my shins are, are bite free yeah the shorts i was wearing were relatively long but there was quite a lot of then just thigh low level thigh so about 6 inches of thigh above the knee. Yeah. And and the back of the knee. Yeah. Which is an awful place to get bitten by right. an insect. And and they've just they've feasted. They they've just really, went to town on you. Really, in that in that small area of flesh, I think I've got 8 or 9 different little midge bites.
0: They probably saw you and thought, "Look at the size of that milky bar."
1: They insects, absolutely adore me.
0: They do. They love the sweet flesh. The sweet that I sweet Cullinson flesh. I mean we
1: had Many many moons ago, uh, as the listeners, I say the listeners won't know this. I mean, there's a there's a strong chance that the only listeners to this are going to be our our friends and family, <laughs> possibly possibly just our mothers. But uh, anybody who doesn't actually already know us um, will know that uh, or won't know that we we went travelling together in our in our gap year uh, many many moons ago.
0: How many years ago was that, Will? I think it was twenty years ago. <laughs> It was. Oh my word! Twenty years ago, Will and I travelled round the world like a couple of fresh-faced travellers. Yeah, good. <laughs> like a couple of swallows. Exactly. Um, and what happened on that on those well, travels?
1: Well, I mean, so much happened on those travels. But the the bit I was thinking of was uh, Tom and I. Uh, we bought a nineteen eighty four Ford Falcon uh, from a, a place in in Sydney, in Australia, and. Uh, our plan was that we were going to we were going to sleep in this in this bad boy, and as we travelled up the up the coast, and uh, in our first night in the Blue Mountains, uh, we we put it put down the back, didn't we? To so, to lay it flat. And yeah. We both we we slept beside each other
0: in the boot of a car. In the boot of
1: a car, <laughs> and uh, it was extraordinarily hot, so we had to have the uh, had to have the window open. I slept underneath a mosquito net shroud <laughs> because I knew how much the Aussie insects I I already knew by that point how much the Aussie insects loved the taste of my flesh and uh and you you slept more or less naked with nothing covering you whatsoever and the next morning I I woke up to look at the parade of mosquitoes coming in through the open window flying directly over your form just lying there and and just waiting for me, they would they sat there on the underside of the of the roof canopy, and just looked down at me, waiting for a gap to appear. <laughs> and it's because it's because you stunk of cigarettes and beer and success and
0: success, <laughs>
1: and they saw me and they they thought bars open. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is absolutely true. Every word of that story is true. There's um, the buffet. And I shall relish it for the rest of my life. Maybe, will we can do um, a little extra podcast sometime where we recount some of our stories for when we when we travelled together when we were young. That might be a nice little bonus. I think that'd for, be
1: a, that would be a real treat for the for the casual listener.
0: For the for the casual and for those subscribers to the podcast <laughs> who might want a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, so maybe we will do that, everyone. So stay tuned. Hmm. Keep your eyes on our Twitter feed, of course. At Shuttlepod Four, that's right. And I've been see- keeping my eye on it. Have you? Yeah. Um, so you will have seen some fantastic stuff popping up over the past few it's days. Quality content. It really is. Let's get on with it. <laughs> well, let's let's play a game. <laughs> I
1: think you've got to think of something better than let's get on with it. <laughs> You've had ages. You've had three and a half years since our last podcast. Oh, <laughs>
0: actually, I actually it, uh, one thing that we uh, has happened since we last met was, of course, Black Friday. That's right. And for Black Friday, I thought I'd do something a little bit special, Will, so I've written a joke. Well, actually, I've written two jokes for you. Would you like to hear them? I remember the quality of your last joke, and
1: consequently, I am a gag, a gog. I can't
0: wait. What I would say is, don't get your hopes up. Right, right. Joke number one. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know, Tom. Why did the
1: chicken cross the road?
0: To get to the Belens' house. <laughs> Are you, you Want to he- hear my second joke? <laughs> I don't think I know where this is going. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? The chicken. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah. You see what I did there? You call me a Belen. Yeah, I called you a Belen.
1: They've been only for so long. I don't know why you would be so mean. (laughs) That's an awful thing to say about anybody. It's a good
0: joke though, isn't it?
1: It's all right. I don't think you wrote it.
0: No, it's not my own. uh, It's not my own invention. But um, I think it got a titter. (laughs) from me? Yeah. Which is the main aim, really. Right. Fair enough. I'll work on another joke for the next podcast. I can't
1: wait. It's going to be uh, quite an occasion, that, isn't it?
0: These... These really are turning into some of the most popular parts of the, pod, of the podcast.
1: <laughs> how are we measuring how popular? The, is from how, the tweets
0: that we get. Would you like to hear some of the tweets? Is it how fast people turn off? Here, I'm going to read some tweets now from okay. some of our listeners. Splendid. This one is from at Margaret Kirk. It says, what are you doing? Get home now. You've left the beef in the oven.
1: Is that, is that just a... Is that a metaphor? That's my wife. Is that a metaphor? That's or? my
0: wife. I had actually left the beef in the oven. Um, what, kind of, what kind of beef was it? This, uh, it was just um, a... Just, just beef. It was just a flank.
1: Just a mint. Just a, mince. Just a, a, a hot flank
0: of beef. Um, what, who else have we got here? Sean Mendes oh, yeah. has uh, tweeted in and said, um, I can't stand it. Good. That's <laughs> I it. like that. That's it.
1: I think that might be a, a reference to modern culture.
0: I think that, um, is that not with some of the lyrics for his songs? I yeah, I think that might be
1: your first ever reference to modern culture. Right? <laughs> Thank
0: you. That's it. Um, we've also got a tweet here from the Slash Master. Right, good. Um, and he said, I accidentally stumbled upon your podcast the other day whilst looking for, oh, I can't say that on air. Um It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. I'm sending someone to your house now. Wow. That's...
1: That's not a good tweet to get, is it? It's
0: not. I mean, to be honest, that was those were the three of the best that we've had. Do you think he means it? <laughs> I don't know. He might do. What sort
1: of person is he going to send? He's going to be a the, nice
0: person. There's a picture of him, right. um, and I can describe him as if you had painted a watermelon black, um, stuck two glowing eyes in it, um, and put a rather greasy wig on top. That, that paints a vivid picture, doesn't it? He's not a nice-looking guy. How do you so, think, anyway. Uh,
1: I was going to say, how do, how do you think the dongle's holding up?
0: The dongles are working brilliantly. What the, what the listeners don't know is that the,
1: this evening's excitement was that uh, our sound engineer, Hans, turned up without his dongle.
0: Oh, we were disappointed, to say the least, weren't we, Will? Will went into a bit of a rage, actually. I did. It was... It was.
1: Whew. I smashed up some of my
0: children's toys. <laughs> um, the Spider-Man motorcycle is no more. Well, it serves them right, really.
1: Uh, Yes, we had a a late night dash, didn't we, to to, to Southampton branch of Curries. It was intense. It was. It was a bit like Challenge Annika.
0: Yeah. Um, I wore a jumpsuit. I would say that you're, actually, that's a good point. If you're trying to build a mental picture of what Will looks like out there, listeners, um, his bottom is exactly the same size as Annika Rice's bottom was back when she was doing Challenge Annika.
1: Imagine that. That's exactly it's a, the same size. It's a powerfully erotic bottom, image, isn't it? <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a powerfully erotic bottom. Yeah, well, it
1: would be if it wasn't on someone who's six foot one.
0: <laughs> and a man.
1: Yeah. On a, on a petite lady in a jumpsuit going around in a helicopter, perfect.
0: Perfect tea time fodder, but on you, Will, it's, yeah. a, it's a shambles. It's a <laughs> mess. A shambolic bottom. Yeah, so we went to um, Curry's PC World, can we say that, on, on air? I think so. We're no, not, spon- we're not sponsored by them, <laughs> we're not yet. Yeah, um, it's only a matter of time. To find the appropriate dongle, yeah. um, which we did. Got a couple of other things as well. Yeah, what did we get, Will? Hoover. The Hoover. A <laughs> kettle. I picked up a brilliant washer-dry combo.
1: Yeah, I think it also made you a bit scared of
0: Southampton, didn't it? You just saw, you saw it in its true form. Yeah, well, I op- when I was initially looking at the washer dryer combos, I opened one up, one of the display models, and a chimp came out. Yeah, that's right. Terrifying.
1: That's that's where we keep them in Southampton. It, the Southampton branch of Curry's is also a zoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a meerkat in a the microwave.
1: There was there was a uh, a zebra in. I'm trying to think of something
0: because we said I There's <laughs> an
1: Thank you. <laughs> they hid an elephant words.
0: behind a giant curved Samsung television screen. Yeah, um, um, and there were some marmots in the USB section. I've actually, I've, there's, I've got a sponsors me- uh, message here. Oh, hurrah!
1: Um, so, hang on, uh, our sponsors like it if we if we do this very straight, uh, no laughter. So, okay. Um, so today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Lockheed Martin.
0: Go again, go again. (laughs) The defence contractor. Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: right. Just let me do my bit. Okay, go again. Today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Lockheed Martin. With today's hectic lifestyle, we're all looking for things that we can trust. that won't let us down when we need them most. So whether it's ferrying your kids to ballet or nipping down to the country for a much-needed weekend retreat, we hope you'll consider Lockheed Martin's F-35 fighter jet. With a top speed of Mach 1.6 and an array of armaments that will let you partake in both ground attack and air superiority missions, the F-35 is the perfect choice for today's busy parents.
0: There we go. There we go. Sponsored by a defence contractor. Yeah. I mean... Who would have thunk it? They're quite... Pricey, the F thirty five. They don't mention that in their message. What do they retail for, Will?
1: Uh, I looked it up. It is eighty nine point two million dollars. Okay. So.
0: So with the conversion rate, it's probably... it's less than that in pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, probably I just get one. Uh, check them out on Black Friday as well, and probably a deal going. I probably could do a deal, could not you? Curry's Curry Southampton probably send do you a deal? Yeah, with a with a hot point. Um, so fantastic to get some sponsorship money from them. Mm. Um, I think they just they they've heard our output and they just think they're the men for us it aligns so well with their brand, doesn't it?
1: I think they feel that like there's there are probably a lot of um you know serious people running countries around the world who also listen to
0: this, and they just think that's that's our demographic absolutely yeah. um, what a fantastic sponsor! to have Thank you very much to them mm. and do consider going out and buying um an f thirty five was it
1: that's right f thirty five fighter jet yeah yeah
0: um, do consider that
1: nice bits of kit. mm
0: really. Mm. Mm.
1: okay uh, time for a a round we've played before and uh, I think last time it was such a success
0: that we decided to do it again it's a roaring success Uh, in in fact I've got a tweet here to prove it this is from at Megamash it says lyrically challenged was one of the strongest parts of what was essentially a very weak podcast I mean that's that's thank you it's all there, isn't it? Thank that's, you for that feedback. I we, yeah. I think it's fair to say, well, that we take all feedback on board and try and act on it.
1: I mean, that's right. We're reflexive, like
0: that. No, I mean, you've literally written a play about some of the feedback, and we are acting it out um, at a local theatre. It says it's
1: yeah, meta-theatricality. I'm playing
0: you. You're playing me. We've got a dog to play the listeners, and we're just we're just acting out pieces of feedback. Um, It's a challenging piece, but it's well worth a look. Send in your feedback, we'll act it out. Yeah, send it in. Tweet us at ShuttlePod4. Hmm.
1: Anyway, uh, the point is, (laughs) we're going to play Lyrically Challenged, uh, where I set my culturally uh, ignorant friend Tom a a pop lyric. Here he is, (laughs) that's him over there. Uh, I set set him a pop lyric and uh, he tries to make some sense of it and work out what's going on. So um, today's pop lyric, Tom, is from a recording artist called Katy Perry. Okay, Do you know Katy Perry? I've heard of her? She's very, she's very popular. Uh, she, she really can sing. She, she belts out the
0: tunes. Tell me one of her famous songs um, that I might have heard of.
1: That one about being in the jungle. Um, whatever that was. Uh, I am a f- fighter. I oh, know that's Beyonce. Um, <laughs> something like that.
0: Okay. So you're not that familiar with her.
1: I mean, it's not it's not my wheelhouse, but uh, you know, it's it could be.
0: Okay. Anyway,
1: this is this is from her song "Swish Swish."
0: Do I not have to guess whether it's from a song?
1: No, no, no. the 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 point is, I'm going to give you the lyric, and I want you to to just to tell me what what's you, what's going on in the song. What's going on in the so song? The song's yeah. called "Swish Swish." "Swish by, Swish"
0: by Katy Perry.
1: Katy Perry. I'm not sure the title is going to give you any clue as to. Uh, as to what's going on in this lyric. But Let's let, see. Give, let's me the see. Line. Give me the line. A tiger don't lose no sleep, don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep. Right. Imagine. Should I, do you want me to say it again? Yes, please. A tiger don't lose no sleep, don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep.
0: A tiger don't lose no sleep. No, that's right. Is that wrong or is that right? No, that's right. I've got it. Um... Don't need no drawing pins, no no sh- opinions from shellfish sheep, yeah, so what's going on here? This is obviously metaphorical, and this means that tigers, yeah, are not really tigers in this instance. Oh, okay. she's in fact referring to normal sized cats, and they what was the lyric? They don't lose no sleep, ah, yes. That's just correct. That's a that's a fact. Cats don't eat normal sized cats don't lose sleep because they don't eat shellfish and they don't eat sheep. What I mean, about the
1: opinions? They don't need opinions from a shellfish or a sheep. Yeah,
0: but opinions not really. The opinions, opinions also is
1: that is, is opinions also a metaphor? Yes, is for barley for nutrition grain,
0: <laughs> some sort of grain. Um,
1: I like I've, the way you've done that. So basically, what you've done is you've taken the lyric,
0: you have decided the whole thing is symbolic. <laughs> He just <laughs> made it mean whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've no idea what this lyric means. Tigers don't need no sleep. They don't lose no sleep. They don't lose no sleep. If They don't lose no sleep. so a tiger- oh, Okay, no, okay, right, I think I've got it. Tigers aren't really tigers in this instance. It's referring to a personality type. Right. Am I getting closer? Maybe. And that tiger, the personality type would be someone that loves camouflage. That is very good at camouflaging themselves, like tigers are. Exactly, exactly. Right. They don't lose no sleep, obviously not, because they're camouflaged. They sleep well. Are tigers um, good
1: at camouflaging themselves?
0: In the jungle, yes. Aren't they orange though? Uh, that's true. i never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> I
1: know they're stripy, but there's, there's. It, I mean, it's always struck me as a bit odd that a bright orange thing in the jungle, you know.
0: Maybe we could, um, if anyone knows the answer to that, uh, maybe they could tweet us um, and let us know, are tigers really camouflaged, or is it just a lie?
1: I mean, if they were, if they were in a different habitat, they would be camouflaged, wouldn't they? Like, what sort of habitat? Like a marmalade factory.
0: Or in Habitat, the, the upholstery shop. Or in
1: Habitat, <laughs> indeed. Um, but in a jungle where there are very th- few orange things, it seems to me they're, they're entirely the wrong colour. No wonder they're dying out. <laughs> they stupid they need, fault.
0: They need to rethink it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the shellfish and the sheep refer to um, other personality types. Shellfish mm. to selfish people. Yes. And sheep to followers, followers, following people. Is that yeah.
1: right? Yeah. That's it. that's exactly it. Yeah. The the song "Swish Swish" by Katy Perry is essentially one long symbolic rant about personality types that she's encountered during her recording career.
0: Really? Yeah. Sounds dreadful. <laughs> it's not
1: one of her best.
0: <laughs> Will, would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. I'm looking forward to this. Right, I've selected three games for you this week. You're right. only allowed to play two. You okay. can pick a number betwixt one and three and say it out loud. Uh, I'm just going to go straight for number one. That's That's what I'm like. Number one, excellent. Number one... Is a new and regular section of the show. Lovely. What I like to call Obscure Sports Weekly. Right, okay. Simple game. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the name of an obscure sport. Lovely, yeah. And you're going to tell me, or you're going to try and tell me, exactly what that sport is. Right. Okay? Yeah. So this week, we're going to start off easy. Okay? Yeah. Build up, I like that. Um... (laughs) There's plenty of obscure sports. Um, some of my favourites um, will be coming up in future weeks, but tonight we're starting with octopush. Octopush. What do you think octopush is, will?
1: Now is octopush that thing that people play on the bottom of swimming pools, where it's there's like a there's like a hockey puck, but you you push it around with it using a kind of spatula and it's it's so it's like underwater ice hockey. Is that what octopush is? Yes,
0: you've you've described it exactly. That's it. And you've slightly ruined the game. by <laughs> 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 like, getting it right. <laughs> you've got that absolutely right. What's the Ooh. octo bit of it though? Um that's a good question. It doesn't say here in my um... cuz
1: it should be sort of aquapush or something like that. It
0: should really, shouldn't it? Maybe it- there's eight, maybe there's eight players on a team. Or it's inspired by the octonauts. Yep. Or an octopus. Yeah,
1: maybe there's a live octopus in the pool with you. That would make it more exciting, wouldn't it?
0: (laughs) It would certainly add an element of fun to the... A um, a really big one. um, Right, would you like another one then? I thought I was going to take a lot longer than that. (laughs) Um, Right, let us try another obscure sport. Yeah. Um, and if you, you see as a child I
1: watched a lot of trans world on a Saturday morning ah Channel you four. see this is it
0: they, I, I've probably a, seen a
1: segment on every obscure sport there has, there's ever there's been there's a
0: certain age I don't know whether they still um, show it because there's so many channels now um, children literally oh, switch yeah. on whatever channels they. Want eh? channels um, when, I was, when I was a boy but we used to there's a certain age of person that used Three to come channels. down on a Saturday morning and if it was early enough you would catch the end of Transworld Sports, That's right. Um, and they'd show all sorts of obscure sports from around the country. So um, you can play along with Will in this game um, because the next obscure sport, I don't think he's going to get quite so quickly, listeners. The name is Buzzkashi. Buzzkashi. Would you like me to spell it for you? Would that help?
1: I, I doubt it will help, but I'd like you to spell it anyway.
0: B-U-Z-K-A-S-H-I. buzkashi there's Kashi right um well, why don't you start to narrow some of this down, maybe narrow down where it's what region of the world it comes so from so
1: it it sounds like uh, a game from the subcontinent, a bit like Kabaddi, maybe something like somewhere somewhere around there in asia I think it's an Asian sport yeah, yeah,
0: that's pretty close that's pretty close um, south central asia is is where it originated from and is played. Okay, so I think in so Buzkashi. It's the national sport of a particular country though. Is it like Mongolia? No. Or Taiwan. Afghanistan. Af
1: the national sport of Afghanistan, Buzkashi. So probably some form of Greased wrestling. Um I'm I'm thinking seven to eight uh people on each side. I think it probably men and women can play Buzkashi. Um and what happens is in the middle of the pitch is a bathtub. And what you have to do is get as many players from your side into the bathtub as possible while the other lot are trying to hoik you out of it. And you can have special Buzkashi sticks, which are which are kind of like big wooden spoons. You, what you've got to try and do is wedge that underneath the bum of the opposition Buzkashi player and then hoik them out of the bath as quickly as you can and then try and sort of slot into their space. Uh, in the in the same movement, and as you do, you you shout triumphantly, "Buzkashi," and the first to seventeen win.
0: Is that it? That is not close right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great guess, though. Um, I really enjoyed that, and I think that should be a game. Right. Um, so Let's, maybe maybe we'll um, maybe we'll work on that. We will call it bath plums. Bath plums. Yep. Yeah. Bath plums. Um, Buskashi is then. a game. there's the national sport of Afghanistan. Um, essentially, the sport is very simple. Um, you get on a horse. All oh, right. Um, all you need. I mean, that's limiting horse. already, isn't it? Because like,
1: there are some sports where it's like all you need is a ball. In this one, all you need is a horse. It's not the same. You can't get one down JD Sports.
0: Well, you don't know. Have you been to sports shops in Afghanistan? Well, maybe they sell they, horses. Maybe they do. <laughs> Um, so you get your horse, All the only other thing that you need to play yeah. Buzkashi uh, is a headless goat. Right. <laughs> the carcass of a headless goat. The carcass of a headless um, goat, okay. Get full gallop, grab the carcass of the headless goat, get clear of the rest of the Buzkashi players, um, and then fling it across the goal line to score a point. Right, so it's... So, right, so it's kind of like polo. It's sort of like polo, except instead of a mallet, you use your hand. Instead of a ball, you use the carcass of a goat that's had its head removed. And to score, you don't put it into a netted goal. You simply sling it across a pre-designated line in the sand. And
1: do, I mean, how do you think they came across like a headless goat as being the thing that you're going to fling? Do they? Do you think they experimented with a number of different options?
0: I would think it was process of elimination.
1: Like they, because at some point they must have used a ball of some sort and then they just thought, you can't get enough grip on that. <laughs> so then there was like a chair maybe or something like that. There was two, So I guess a, a goat would kind of flop around to a certain degree, easy to grab, easy to wang across this line.
0: Yeah, or maybe they started with a smaller animal when they started playing. So, yeah. for example, a mouse and they realised that that was too difficult to grab hold of. They moved up to a cat, yeah. realized that it disintegrated too quickly, um, then maybe a large dog um, I tell you what probably what happened is they used to play it on goats
1: all the all the players would play it on goats, and they used to fling around a headless horse, <laughs> but it, it used to take ages because it's much harder to fling a headless horse, so they thought, I tell you what we should reverse i mean there's two ways we can reverse this either. you can put the goats on horseback and they can fling around a headless corpse of a person. Or or as frankly that's probably not going to be all that popular. We'll do it with the people and the horses and we'll th- we'll fling the goats. You can imagine at that point the goats are like, well Well, let's have a vote. I mean, you know, let's let's think of some other options as let's well. Let's talk about it before yeah. we commit. Have you thought um, about balls? We could just we could just do it with a ball, you know, it doesn't have to be a headless <laughs> goat. It seems like a random thing. It would have
0: been a seismic change in the Buscasi, um world, a little bit like in tennis when they changed from wooden tennis rackets to metal. Different technology, exactly. That's why you can't
1: compare uh, old buzzcashi players, the greats of buzzcashi. Yeah, you know, from from the olden era to the to the modern ones because
0: Marto Mangini scored. Marte over...
1: Mangini, but Marte Mangini would ride a goat and was trying to fling a horse. Whereas it's uh, a lot
0: harder to score points under um, those circumstances. A modern
1: circumstances. great like. Uh, Abd- Abdullah Bingbong. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he would find it much trickier.
0: Uh. He's scoring points for fun. He is on his horse. You'd probably
1: also imagine that when they when they decided on the goat thing, that the goats were probably just like, well. Why does it have to be headless? I mean, that's, that bit seems a bit arbitrary as well. Tell you what, fling me around. I don't want to be flung around, but fling me around. Fling me over a line, if you like. I'll keep Let my me head. remain alive yeah, with my head. That's that's still preferable. I don't know what your obsession is with cutting my head off before you do it. I'm going to bleed everywhere. Put
0: that knife down. You've been, yeah. you've been fiddling with that knife the whole time we've been talking. I know that you want to do it. You haven't really thought this through. You're just obsessed with cutting my head off.
1: Yeah, you just want to kill goats. It's not about the sport at all.
0: So that's Buzkashi, everyone. Buzkashi. Um, well it sounds done. like fun, doesn't it? Well done, Will. I shall give you one <coughs> point this week. Brilliant. Which goes on to your tally. So currently your tally stands at... One. One. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah.
1: Well, it's better than nothing, isn't it? <laughs>
0: it's, it's one better than nothing. It is.
1: Well, that's that's the way I understand it. Excellent. Right. Well, Tom, uh, I've have got a I've got a game for you now. Hurrah! Yeah, I thought you'd, I thought you'd be pleased. Uh, it's a simple odd one out round. Um, okay. What I've got here are, uh, I've got five conspiracy theories. Okay. And uh, one of them is a real conspiracy theory, and the other four I've made up. Okay. And I want you to tell me which is the real conspiracy theory amongst this lot. Great. Okay. So, number one, first conspiracy theory. There's no such thing as mountains, just hills that are closer than you think they are. Okay. That's one. Two, the, the royal family of robots of themselves that they send to boring functions. Okay. Three, Bob Monkhouse was a Nazi. He's not actually dead. He's living in Argentina.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Four, there's a laboratory at the bottom of the Atlantic that makes racist dogs. Yeah. Five, the government is putting microchips and avocados to track the movements of the middle classes. <laughs>
0: okay. One of those is true. Is one that, Well, oh, no, no, Sorry, no. which is the odd one now? I'm, I'm pretty sure none of them are true,
1: but one of them is, is a real conspiracy theory.
0: One of them is a real... Yeah. That's what I said, one of them is true. Well, no, it's not true. Oh, I see, sorry. That's the point. I see. I so, think for legal
1: reasons we have to point out that none of them are true.
0: It's true that one of them is a conspiracy it's theory. It's true
1: that there are some people who believe one of these things.
0: Okay. Right, so... Let's start with the first one. Mountain, there's no such thing as mountains, it's just hills... Are closer than you think they are that's right that I'm not going to discount that one immediately um because I've been fooled in the past, yeah. by the height of things um well, I mean t- to be fair, I mean, I often fool
1: people with the size of my face
0: yes it's, people
1: people think i'm nearer than than I actually am because of the size of your head um, true true story went went to an airport once they had face recognition uh software, and it um they were filming everyone in the queue as you line up in passport control. And it, it was picking up the faces of the people who were at the desk. It had picked mine up while I was still in the queue. <laughs> I was 10 metres away from the desk. And you could see on the monitor that the two people who were at the desk, they had their faces in yellow squares. And then there was a third yellow square. <laughs> no, I realised it was my face. It thought I was at the desk and I wasn't. I was, Standing some ten meters behind the camera.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it looked like a real-sized human face was two foot in front of the camera. Yeah, absolutely shocking. I mean,
1: it's a number of people have noticed the way that I can silence babies, and I think that's (laughs) I think that's how I do it. I think they 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 stop their crying and just look at me perplexed. It's
0: fair to say that you can't look at all of Will's face at the same time. No, you go cross-eyed. It's impossible. Yeah. It's like sitting too close to a television screen.
1: Yeah. And if you if you take a, a photo of me, you have to do it in panoramic. Okay. You have to actually just you have to pan round to get all of it.
0: <laughs> you need a special camera yeah. or a drone. Yeah. Um okay, so in, it, I'm not discounting the mountains. Right. Yeah. Um the second one was uh, the Royal family have robots of themselves that they send to boring functions. Oh, okay. That's a good one. They I It'd be a good what? thing to have, wouldn't it? Before she um, sadly passed, God rest her soul, I often thought that the Queen Mother had a very robotic way about her. Um,
1: oh, I don't know if you can say that about the Queen Mother. She's still beloved.
0: She certainly is, and, I, and uh, by me also, but there was just something...
1: Something not right about Something
0: about, her. about the way that the, the hat sat on her head and the colour of the teeth. It was... Um, slightly suspicious so let's not discount that one either yeah alright let's start let's start discounting the I think we can I think we can get rid of the underwater laboratory with the racist dogs
1: where do the racist dogs come from then? oh that's
0: a good point so I suppose the conspiracy is that is it a government agency or who would who would want to produce racist dogs? uh, racists oh yeah Uh, I'm going to discount that one okay um what was the third one?
1: third one was Bob Moncast was a Nazi. He's not actually dead. He's living in Argentina.
0: Again. There was that TV advert that resurrected him using computer imagery, wasn't there? Yeah, or maybe, was it? Maybe it was actually him. Maybe it was just simply filmed in Argentina. Broadcasting from Buenos Aires. Um, yeah, that's not a bad one. And the final one was...
1: The government is putting microchips and avocados to track the movements of the middle
0: class. That's ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous.
1: Yeah, is it got you worried?
0: Um... I don't eat avocado. You are um, quite middle class then, aren't you? Oh, I'm so middle you're class. middle class Farnham. I really am. Not like me, but Dad, I don't like HG avocados, sounds. so I kind of feel left out. Oh, okay. Um,
1: you can always microchip yourself and track your own movements.
0: I do. <laughs> just
1: check where you are on your app. Hold on, I'm just doing it now. You, there I am.
0: Yep, still there. <laughs> Splendid. Continue. Okay, so I think it's between the robot royal family right. and... The first one. Mountains. The mountains. I'm going to go for... The, I'm, I believe yes. that there really are people in this world that believe that the royal family have got robotic doubles.
1: I mean, it, this is what I like about you, because despite external appearances, you've got a mind like a vice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got it right, that's it. That's, that is the one. <laughs> Specifically, apparently, it's, uh, it's Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle. <laughs> Uh, because there's some footage of them as a boring function not blinking very much. <laughs> that, that was enough to set some people off <laughs> they're robots.
0: Doesn't take much, does it?
1: Doesn't take much at all. Just anything,
0: uh, really. Who notices that um, when they watch a video, though? loons out there. I think that the sort of person that notices how much someone blinks is exactly the sort of person that would think that that was a conspiracy. I've, I've, I've
1: got a, a, a nasty feeling it's going to turn out that the sort of person that thinks that that is true is also the sort of person that links to this, uh, listens to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's going to turn out that the only people listening to this <laughs> apart from our mothers are <laughs> conspiracy theorists. We're going to get a lot of angry tweets when this comes out. Uh,
0: we haven't debunked it. We've simply examined it. Yeah, um, I,
1: we don't want to offend anybody. If that is your uh, honestly held view, then good on you. Keep listening to the podcast. God only knows we need the numbers.
0: God, yeah. Um, um, invite your friends. Um, whatever they believe, they'll absolutely love the podcast. That's there's, so, there's, there's something for everyone, isn't there? I that's think. my that's my guilt edge guarantee. Mm, I like that. Great, great game, Will. Thank you for that. I enjoyed that very much. Thanks, mate. Um, I've
1: got a uh, I've got another sponsor's message here. If
0: you, if you'd like to hear one, I think we better get it in.
1: Yeah. So today's podcast is proudly sponsored by Stiffies. Uh, And there's a a little song here that they'd like me to sing, if that's that's all right by you. I'd love to hear it, Will. Okay. To be fair, they gave me the lyrics, they didn't give me the tune, so I'm just going to have to work it out as I go along. Okay. If you're on your own, then grab your stiffy. If you're chilling with friends, then grab your stiffy. If you're at your mum's house, then grab your stiffy. You can always depend on your stiffy. Stiffies, stiff mints. <laughs>
0: Perfect for any occasion. Oh, <laughs> do that again. That was good. Go again. I just did the last bit. Okay.
1: Stiffies, stiff mints. Perfect for any occasion. Wow, wowzer! What a sponsor! <laughs> yeah, no. What a song! Will. You they did... are—they're very stiff mints as well. Oh, aren't they? they they those
0: ones that really go up your nose and and and
1: blow out your. your
0: sinuses i never had one but i had one earlier this morning and it sent me into the future
1: a a, a really stiff stiffy
0: (laughs) um what a great what another great sponsor and also may i say what a lovely singing voice you've got thanks mate yeah
1: no they haven't given us as much money as lockheed martin but then stiffies aren't anywhere near as big a company they're not they don't trade
0: on the uh footsie i don't think they do i I think they 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 barely trade in the corner shop (laughs) (laughs) They're really struggling, actually, which is part of the reason that they're sponsoring us. I think it's just one guy. Rather than a good podcast. And I think there's only, I think there's only one packet of them as
1: well. <laughs> so he's just produced the one packet. And so he's... if
0: you can track some down, good yeah. on you.
1: If you can track down the packet of Stiffy Stiff mints,
0: then enjoy them. Wonderful stuff. Mm. Right, well, would you like to play a game? I would love. Yeah, we've got a, my second game. Second game. So yeah. pick a number from the selection that's left. You can either have two or three. Two. Two. Excellent choice. So, this on this new and regular uh, section of the podcast, we'll be playing a new game. Lovely. I'm still looking for good names, so if there's any listeners out there that um, can think of a good name for this game, please send it in on the email or on the Twitter. Um, but for the moment, we're calling it Rogue Traders. Okay. So, I have been browsing the internet, as you do, on various... Um, Sites of good repute, I might add. Um, And I came across a um, website called Facebook. Have you heard of it?
1: No. What's what's So
0: essentially, it seems to be some sort of um, social networking site where people um, post drivel and pap. Um, But they have a section on there where you can sell things. Oh, there's just a new one. I've just found an absolutely brilliant new one. Um, And... Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to tell you that the stuff that people sell on Facebook market is absolute tat. There's some incredible things on here, and we're going to learn about them tonight. So what we're going to do is we're going to show Will a picture of a product. Right. He's then going to describe it to you so you can imagine it using your minds. Mm. And then I'm going to see whether Will knows the value of things, and he's going to try and guess the price that these individuals are selling this absolute rubbish. Sound good? I I'm, I'm intrigued. Let's see. Let's give it a go and see if it works. So well what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture of something and you have to describe it to the listener. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's your first item. Right.
1: Okay, I understand. Right, it's a it's a baseball cap uh and and coming out of the front of the baseball cap where about your forehead would be just above the brim in a slightly suggestive way is the head and upper neck of a duck uh a mallard and then on either side so th- this cap has ear flaps and the ear flaps are painted to look and and shaped to look like the duck's wings and i and i can't quite see um but it looks like maybe there is a duck's tail at the back. Um, it is it is called the Superb Flying Duck Hat slash Baseball Cap.
0: What colour is it, Will?
1: Uh, sorry, the, the, the cap itself is a sort of nondescript beige. I mean, you would wear... I, I think... I'm not sure on what occasion you would wear this hat. <laughs> if you were a duck hunter, maybe...
0: It would be dangerous, I think, if you're a duck hunter because another hunter might mistake you for a mallard.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's not. Blow very, your brains out. That's a very good point. Actually. I hadn't thought about that. The last thing you want to look like when you're in a duck hunt is <laughs> a, a duck. duck. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, um, you know, it's uh, it doesn't look much like a duck. <laughs> so so uh, yeah. and so
0: and so presumably because this is being sold on Facebook, this is second-hand... Duck hat. So whoever bought it originally has worn it and they've had their fill of the duck hat. Yeah. And they thought to themselves, This is in pretty good Nick. I think that I can get some money for it.
1: Someone will want this. Someone
0: <laughs> will want this. Um So well, will I mean is it a fancy dress
1: item? I'm not sure. It
0: could it's be a close fancy to dress it. item. It's close to it. It's um I mean what you could do is
1: you could daub it with fake blood And use it as a Halloween costume and make out like a duck had flown through your head.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, The description I should probably add, it says, Up for grabs is this superb flying duck cap. Is in very good condition. One size fits all. They've obviously not seen my head. I think I would prove that wrong. Um yeah, God, look at that! It's, I mean, it's a it's a handsome article, it's, isn't it? Just um, so I have to guess so, how much it, so we'll, how much it
0: costs. Will now has to guess how much this superb flying duck hat will <clears throat> cost. And hold on, there we go. I found it. Okay, so what's your guess? <sighs>
1: Am I guessing pounds, or is it being sold in dollars? No, sorry? it's pounds. It is being sold in pounds. Yeah,
0: and by the way, everyone, um, I will post all of these items on Twitter so you can look at them yourself. Um, but all of these items were found within twelve kilometers of my own house. Um, I
1: mean, I would say it's the sort of where would you buy that sort of thing? You, you might buy that sort of thing in a National Trust uh,
0: yeah. shop or Na- something like Natural that. Natural History Museum.
1: Natural History, yeah, that sort of novelty, novelty gift shop kind of thing. Somewhere I,
0: where you can find tat. So
1: I, I reckon that you probably you might you might even pay upwards up to about twenty pounds for that in a novelty gift shop. So now now I'm thinking what is the the frame of mind of the bloke who's trying to sell? and it must be a bloke. I mean <laughs> I think it goes. That Let's same. be honest. Only a man would buy this <laughs> or would have the gall to try and sell it to someone else. And if and when it is sold, it will be sold to another man. <laughs> More money than sense. Um I think
0: this is a very man-specific item, isn't it? No, no. I can woman. imagine a lady seeing this post and immediately switching yeah. to the next one. I mean, I, I, I'm,
1: I don't like to generalise about genders and and what they get up to. And we shouldn't.
0: And we shouldn't. And we shouldn't. But I think I think any
1: any woman listening <laughs> to this, I think it is entirely a compliment to say you would never buy this particular article. <laughs> Only a right muppet would buy this.
0: Uh, how, how much is it? Well, gonna... I
1: think if you buy it in the first place you're a complete Muppet. So <laughs> I think I think the sort of person who would buy this for twenty pounds in a National History Museum gift shop is also the sort of person who would then have the absolute chutzpah to try and sell it for more than they bought it for. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say thirty five
0: pounds.
1: He bought it for 20 and he's trying to make a profit.
0: Trying to turn a profit on the superb flying duck. <laughs> on the account. superb flying duck. Well, I can reveal to you and the listeners now, Will, that the actual price of yeah. the item that he was selling it for uh, was £4. Right.
1: <laughs> you kind of sold me a wrong in there because he made it sound as though it was going to be an outrageous amount. <laughs> By the same token, who is trying to make
0: £4? <laughs> it gets worse it gets a lot worse than that would you like to do another one have we got time for another one
1: I don't know let's do another one so anyway. let's do one more
0: that was fun let's do one more is it from the same seller <laughs> no. there's some absolute corkers here okay so what you need to do Will on this one remember you need to describe it exactly to the um, listener before you tell us what it is and then we'll try and work out the price okay, okay. so here it comes right now <clears throat>
1: What the hell is that? <laughs> okay. Right. I mean it, the title is Crystal Crow Skull Ornament. Right. Describe uh, it to us. What it so it it looks like a a bird's skull. I think that's been spray painted silver. Um and it has been adorned a lot with uh, some some semi-precious stones. Uh, that turquoise stone it's actually called turquoise that stuff maybe it is called turquoise possibly i'm not sure yeah so but they they haven't been fashioned in any way these lumps of stone <laughs> they've just been stuck to it so what it looks like is 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 bubblegum it looks like it's had upwards of about a dozen chewed pieces of of turquoise hubba bubba let's say stuck to the uh, stuck to the skull which has been spray painted silver and has been mounted on I don't know. Is it wood? A digestive. It, it might be a biscuit or, or a muffin of some sort. <laughs> it's being held in the hand uh, of a what well, looks like a lady, a lady's hand holding it up uh, in front of a chain link fence with a, with a hedge behind it. Um, there's no description. Uh, I think I think whoever's selling this just thought that's well, I don't need that that's it. I
0: mean it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I think I think well I would say that's one of the most haunting things I've ever seen in it my is, life. It is absolutely vile. I don't it, like, so it says ornaments. So
1: I'm guessing the idea is that you put that on your mantelpiece or something like that.
0: But it looks. Do you think it's got uh, mystic powers? What what's what's the title of it?
1: Crystal crow skull ornament. I can't see any crystals. No, actually, maybe those are there. Maybe a couple of crystals just stuck to it. <laughs> I can't work out. It just looks like it's got mouldy. It's. Just...
0: It really is a classic piece of tat, isn't it? Will? I think we can both agree it's absolute rubbish. It's it's a piece of homemade nonsense.
1: It really is. And yet, it's for sale. It is for sale. Now, I mean, again, I don't like to make generalisations about, about <laughs> genders. But just by the same token that the duck hat would only ever be sold and bought by men, this is only ever going to be bought and sold by women. I'm afraid.
0: Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but I think you're right.
1: And you know, uh, it's certainly a female hand holding it up, and it's it's difficult to imagine a chap having a look at that and thinking, "I'm going to mount that to the." It's my difficult land to
0: imagine anyone looking at that. It's difficult to thinking... imagine anyone
1: with with sanity, to be fair, uh, looking <laughs> looking at this and thinking. Yes, please. (laughs) I'll
0: have some of that. Right, so that's a great description of it, Will. It's a horrifying piece, but I think we need to get down to the dirties of it. It's haunting. You need to tell me, how much do you think the seller wanted to get for the Crystal Crow Skull ornament?
1: Right. It was £4 for the duck hat. Yes. Now, I mean, I went way too high on the duck hat, and I'm tempted to go low on this one. Right. But I think, again, the sort of diseased mind that could put this together in the first place is also the sort of person who would see this and think, that's worth an
0: absolute fortune. (laughs) Uh, Delusion, I think, is the central theme of this this sale. And there are crystals
1: on it of of some sort. There are are some semi-precious stones. It looks like they've just been stuck to it with glue. Higgledy-biggledy, really. But I think that they will
0: take that into account. I'm going to say it's £25. £25? Yeah. Well, you're in the ballpark this time. OK, that's good. That, the, the seller was wanting £18 for 18 it. English pounds. £18. So if you've got £20 note burning a hole in your pocket, get onto Facebook and see if you can get yourself a delicious Crystal Crow skull ornament.
1: You could buy 180 chomps for that. <laughs> That's a lot of chomps. I'd rather
0: be endlessly sick on 180 chomps than have to see that crow skull ever again. <laughs> um, so there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Rogue Traders, or some better name that you might want to come up with. Um, I like that feature, though. That's good That's content. a great game, isn't it? I like that. It really did work beautifully well. <laughs> um, so uh, send your ideas in. Um, if you find any crazy things on Facebook Market, simply take a screenshot and tweet them to us at shuttlepod four. And we'll get it on the program. Yeah, but don't buy them. And def- so, well, and definitely difference. don't send them to us. We don't want them. Yes, do not send them to us. Um,
1: um, so, Tom, we've uh, I think we've just got time for a look at
0: tomorrow's papers. Let's have a look. Yeah, um, and, and see just, what I've, the news is for tomorrow. I've
1: had a, I've had a peruse through, and just I've just plucked out a few a few headlines here. Uh, the Times has gone with uh, minister urinating freely. Um, thank god over on the Daily Mail thank goodness quite an alarming headmail, uh, headline in the Daily Mail uh, look behind you there's a pig coming that's what they've gone for yeah. um, the Guardian uh, have opted for Aldershot melted down for glue um, over on the Sun they're running with the headline uh, Boris finds dog in pocket and finally with the uh, the Daily Telegraph they've they run with uh, where's my donut you ponce. <laughs>
0: Um so, so some interesting news there for tomorrow. Something for everyone really, isn't there? Really. There yeah, is something a, for everyone. A broad array. Um fantastic stuff. Well, Will, it looks like we've come to the end of this edition of so, the podcast. Somehow we've come to the end of episode three. We've cruised into the end of it, and I think this week we've really turned it all around. Um and I think that the listeners will be absolutely delighted. With what they've heard. What do you think?
1: I, I think we were going backwards and I think we've turned it all around, but I think we've probably turned it all around 360 degrees and.
0: Continue. We've continued in, in the same direction. Yeah, I think <laughs> but at least
1: right. we did a, a fun spin in the middle. <laughs>
0: um, <but laughs> a I brief think it, moment of happiness in an otherwise bleak um, hour and a half.
1: If, if people are still listening to this at the end of episode three, they have absolutely no standards. And no self respect whatsoever. So I think we can more or less do whatever we like at this point. Yes, there's no harm, is there? I mean, we just just do
0: an hour of like chicken noises next time,
1: and <laughs> this, if these sad fools are who are still
0: listening to it, will we'll lap it up. Um, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you, uh, thank you, Mum, for listening.
1: Yeah, and uh, and to my mother also.
0: Um, so anyway, until the next podcast, um, I'm going to say goodbye, and will you have to say something now? Um, I I think we're yet to. I mean, we've got all these intros, but we've yet to, to we decide haven't worked on a, out our exit.
1: Have we? Well, we haven't worked out an exit. Um,
0: like, I, I think,
1: like something like uh, "Willa Billa Bing Bong," yeah, or "Bang Your Boots,"
0: or "Tits Out for Later."
1: <laughs> I think "Bang
0: Your Boots" is better. Okay,
1: because <laughs> like it's like um, at the end of a, a game of football or rugby when you get the mud off the bottom of your boots. It's like the game's over. Bang your boots. Go and have go and have some squash.
0: Okay, let's try it. So. Until next week, bang your boots for me. Um, and
1: bang your boots, uh, we're not going to say it together.
0: Yeah, okay. On three. All right. You, one. Two. Three. <laughs> bang your boots. Is that not what you meant? Go again, go again. Um, so it's come to the end of the podcast. Um, so all that's left to say is bang, bang your, your boots. boots. See you next week. Ta-ra.